Hello everyone, it's Jacob again. Um, I'm here with a group of my close friends, and uh, today we're going to be talking about uh, cults. Um, I find that humans kind of have a necessity almost um, for religion. Um, of course, there's cases where people, you know, obviously are agnostic or atheistic and uh, are more scientific thinkers than religious. And um, of course, there's reason for that. Uh, but I also find that the world is not bite-sized and easy to uh, consume and understand. And um, I feel like a big factor of religion is the fact that a lot of people feel the necessity to put their faith in the, uh, into higher powers, into things that they may not understand fully, um, so as to make the world easier to consume, to, to explain the chaos of life without really explaining it. Um, and a lot of cults are centered around a singular person, or an ideal, or perhaps even a god not recognized by uh, most conventional religions or societies. Um, and so, you have these small, tight-knit groups of people who may worship someone like a deity. Um, a common theme being that the person who leads it is charismatic and sometimes manipulative and uh, cunning and conniving. Um, and so I always found that interesting. Um, there seems to be an archetype amongst the people that are members of the cult that is different than the actual figurehead themselves in which that they are either people who are vulnerable or going through a lot or for some reason, oftentimes without explanation, deeply believe what this person tells them. Um, I find that really interesting that a human being can sometimes be so susceptible to certain things that they could entirely believe something that's fake based off the words of one man or perhaps a group of people. And uh, cults are almost something that uh, are as present as religion in a sense. As I, as I mentioned previously, um, the bigger society gets, there's going to be splinter cell groups that are, you know, small and private where people might not agree with the uh, status quo, with the um, thing that everyone else agrees in. And uh, a lot of times, you know, worshiping or um, seeking out in uh, solitary and privacy. Um, and cults are almost viewed as something taboo. And I think it's for that negative stigma around, you know, the weaker minded people and also what uh, a lot of cults have stood for in the past. You think of like Jim Jones, and the mass murder that occurred, all of his doing with the uh, with the Kool Aid that was uh, spiked with uh, cyanide and everything, and the the fact that one man had what seemed about a colony's worth of people um, kill themselves at his behest um, simply because he was about to get caught is really interesting. That people would give their lives for a man that was seemingly just a man, but in their eyes, they believed he was, you know, some deity, some uh, religious figure. Um, I find that very interesting. Do y'all have any insights to say so far? Um, nothing's really running through my mind other than, like, thinking of what cults that I know of. And the one that stands out is the one that was, uh, covered, God, I think in the early 2000s about, <clears throat> uh, Waco, Texas. Yeah. 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 I made a documentary about it, and that's when I really learned about it, and yeah, I mean, there's also films about it and yeah. different, like, TV shows and stuff. Um, I mean, like, my, my first thought was, you know, Charles Manson and his huge 
cult following um, that, you know, and just the fact that he was an absolute madman, but people still followed him. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's just, it's very interesting. Well, he had like a very dominant personality. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And that seemed, yeah, like I mentioned, that's a, that's a archetypical trait of most of these cult leaders and stuff. And, and I mean, uh, you have to be very charismatic in yeah. order to... They also paint themselves as like a prophet of whatever deity that they're trying to center themselves around. Yeah. Yeah. And oftentimes, I mean, uh, uh, to us, to the people who are not converted over into this way of thinking, it, it seems so pre- preposterous, you know. Uh, and like you think about Charles Manson, he got people to commit terrible acts, mm-hmm. such as uh, the, the, that poor lady that was killed in uh, Hollywood Hills or whatever. Yeah, yeah. They cut the baby out of her stomach. I mean, that's that's some terrible, gruesome stuff that people just did because a single man told them to. There was no gun held to their head. There was no military edict or you know government or anything. It was just a single man. Um, going back to Waco, Texas, or the Jim Jones things, these people took their own lives. Um, and who knows what else they did. And um, some people compare certain religions um, to cults and, and, and claim that they have cultist aspects. I know a lot of people that, uh, that are not Christian. Um, I'm a Christian myself that uh, in talking to them, they view Christianity as a sort of cult, um, being that it's centered around God, of course. But then also there's a lot of um, stuff around Jesus and everything um, in the Bible. And talking about how, you know, oh, well, you follow one man and, and this and that. And I definitely believe there's a grounds for that. You know, as much as I am a Christian and as much as I believe the Bible and everything, I could totally see the standpoint of that. And also, I mean, the same way that not maybe not all cults are bad, you know. Yeah. But they have a stigma around them because of what they've done. Yeah. Um, I mean, like, I, I personally am not a very religious person. Mm-hmm. Um but I mean, like, I do view a lot of uh, religious institutions and organized religions as that sort of cult. Mm-hmm. I mean, like, it's the same general feeling. It's just a different word. Mm-hmm. Um, what defines the, the cult from the uh, recognized religions, though? You know, yeah, what's the drop-off yeah. point? Where do we, you know, maybe the reason most people don't view Christianity as a cult is just because it's been around for so long. That's very possible. I yeah. mean, it's... I mean, even going back to uh, the, the original days of Christianity, I mean, you had the Crusades, mm-hmm. where they would just go through and it was either convert or die. Yeah. Like, that, that sort of thing could be considered you know, terrible mm-hmm. and like a cult sort of thing nowadays. Um, but it's it, yeah. be, because it's been around for so long, it's viewed differently. Yeah. Back then it was considered religious edict. Yeah. You know, it was, uh, this is, this is the promised land. We are taking back the promised land in the Bible and everyone who else, uh, who doesn't believe, uh, think about like a Islamic extremist, yeah. you know, where they believe infidels and people who do not worship them do not, um, have a right to live. And their lives are easily forfeited for what is their conquest and their crusade and everything. Um, you can consi- you could consider the uh, Islamic extremists as a sort of cult in a way. I mean, um, I think you, I, I think you could consider any sort of religious following as a type of cult, depending on your perspective. Yeah, it's just it's a weird societal uh, classification that we really have no other way to narrow down. But we can't deny that that cults exist and are separate from religion. Although, at the same time, share a lot of similar characteristics. A lot of the time, I mean, 
to people who are on the outside viewing in, it's a cult, it's reckless, it's terrible. But a lot of the time to the people that are inside, it changes their perspective greatly. They don't view it as, yes, we're a cult. We view it as, this is just part of life. This yeah. is my religion. This is what I believe. So you think about people that are born into cults and their perspective is different from those who join. For some people who join, um, as I mentioned, maybe they have a weaker mindset. Uh, a lot of people are looking for purpose, and that's a big thing in life. A lot, of, a lot of people wander aimlessly, just kind of doing things for the sake of doing them. And when a charismatic person comes along and says, you are special, you're inherently special, you're going to be used for this greater purpose, um, it's more tantalizing than, let's say, going to church and praying to God that you can't see. But there, here's a man in front of you who claims to know everything, seems to know everything, and he tells you you're special. Um, and that uh, you play a, a role in this bigger scheme, possibly, of, you know, who knows, cosmic proportions or whatever, you know. It's definitely appealing and probably easier to swallow and easier to take than having that blind faith that is required in some religions and everything. Yeah, yeah I definitely agree. I feel that people have issues with... I feel like they have issues with comprehending that in the end, he is not a prophet. He is not a prophet. He's not going to be a prophet because his beliefs go against just about every religion you're going to fall into. Yeah. Any main religion anyway. Yeah. I feel like they get manipulated and at the end end of it, they end up losing on everything because they lose their life, they lose their family, they lose everything that they love. Mm -hmm. And if they didn't already love something... Then they go into it with the belief of, I'm going to find love here. Mm-hmm. This is where I'm going to be able to grow. Yeah. And then he, the leader or... Figurehead or whatever. Quote, yeah. prophet. Mm-hmm. Believe, he makes them believe that you're going to be so special. I'm going to make you feel love. I'll make you feel love. I'll make you lose all those... You're going to have All the distraught here. feelings. Yeah. He's going to make you feel so happy. Mm-hmm. Until you start getting into it until yeah. you start truly learning. And then some people are afraid to get out. Some people recognize their role as a pawn. And um, and they're okay with it. Yeah. Uh, going back to the manipulation thing, there, there's a lot of cases where people are just very scared to leave or it's not what it was cut out to be. It's sold as one thing and then they get there and all of a sudden, oh, well, this guy who recruited me off the street wants first right to all of the women in the cult for some religious purpose. You know, um, there's actually... There's rumors of a place around here, believe it or not, uh, where we live. Uh, it's supposed to be a sort of like a quasi-Christian community. Yeah. But there is there is a figurehead there, like a pastor-type figure who supposedly has rights to all the women. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that doesn't sit right with some people. You think about like a, those like ranches in Montana and everything where uh, there's a group of Mormons and everything. Um, now, I'm not going to say that all Mormons are... You know, cultisty, or that they all practice polyamory. That that that's been proven to be yeah, wrong. It's obviously. just a stigma and a stereotype. But they're definitely, like I said, they're splinter cell groups. There's groups yeah. that are going to outlie. Um, there's people who are going to take that popular religion and twist it. And uh, going back to what you said about the love and everything, you know, here's these people that are impressionable, possibly, and have been kind of maybe cast out from society. Maybe they don't fit in right, and it's very appealing and tantalizing when someone says you matter inherently you have purpose in this you are special you're going to be used as a tool for this um 
and it's important to these people um, simply for the fact that no one's ever treated them like that you know and uh, and it's a lot more easy to follow when you have some you know glinty smile pretty looking you know uh, guy who seems to say all the right stuff um, it's very interesting that people can just be manipulated like that though uh, how like uh, simple we can be sometimes you know um, and how evil other people can be um, like I said not all cults are bad and maybe not all cults are even should be considered cults who knows but uh, the reason there's a stigma is because the great amounts of atrocities and everything that have occurred and, and you think about like the horror movie industry like, where like the major ones that are covered are the ones that commit yeah heinous crimes against people like those are the ones that we really I want to know about. why we don't shed light on the ones that are good to the world that help people that take like, people in going the media back to likes me. to show only the bad yeah I think it's just back to that stigma too I mean it's been there's been so many cases where trying I feel like people from joining it'd be easier to get people to hey look at this look at this loud and terrible yeah. thing instead of let's try to make these people understand that maybe it's more complex than just it's a creepy group of people with hoods convening in a park at night yeah. you know <laughs> who knows yeah. yeah um and then you hear stuff about like preposterous beliefs and everything some people consider uh, scientology to be a cult um which i mean i, I said there's grounds for it um just because there is some there's a lot of light shed recently about um some of the crazy stuff that goes on within some of these compounds and everything and and uh, child labor and believe I mean we're talking about parents coming in looking for a purpose someone tells them they could be forgiven for their sins similar to you know but but through this pay-to-win process in a sense and um, your kids are reincarnated people you should not treat them as children we will put them in the work and this and that and 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 these people who have birthed these children and raised these people um, eat it up and next thing you know, you have your child working in some labor compound for Scientology. I'm not saying that that's what it's all like, of course, obviously. I'm trying not to step on any toes. I mean, you but... also have to think about just in general how often that sort of thing happens. Mm. I mean, it's... not just in America that sort of thing is thought of. I mean, you have going all over the world, basically. I mean, yeah. like, think of Africa. I mean, like, they have a multitude of small religions and yeah tribal differences and stuff too yeah yeah tribal culture is interesting too because you could definitely boil down a lot of what we consider cult uh, cult aspects and everything to these little organized tribal religions and everything and i think that really just comes with uh you know there isn't a, a mass group of people saying oh well it's only christianity oh it's only um islam and this and that um everything's open and so you have these people who are like, well, I believe that the, the bush can talk and we should worship this bush. People believe it. Sorry for the notification. Um, but yeah, I mean, uh, does anyone else have anything else to say? Because we're not quite at our minute mark yet, but there is a lot to say. Um, going back to what you said, actually, about how it's not just a centralized like American thing, although we do see a lot of stuff like that in America. Um, I feel like a good reason for that is just because what I said earlier, it's, it's almost like a societal necessity. It's something that comes up when any society grows large enough or there's a concentrated amount of people. Well, so you also have to consider that in America, I mean, we have no, like, uh, 
we, we have no one religion that is specified by our government. Yeah. yeah. It's free reign, free expression, free allow all. The, yeah. The freedom to believe whatever you want to. Uh, I mean, like, it's being pastafarianism. Yeah, the cultural flying monster. spaghetti monster. Like, <laughs> <laughs> um, Zenith, you know, from Parks and Rec. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but then, you know, thinking about other nations where it's very, or like the communist nations. Mm-hmm. I mean, like they have specific religions, and you're not really allowed to speak out about your beliefs. So you Deviate have from them. Yeah. So you have less cults, at least, that are or religions that are popularized as well as just spread Mm -hmm. I mean it's very centralized you have to keep it very small or that's it so there may be in certain cases like what you were saying like a a legal aspect to why they may have to be more cloak and dagger and and and, uh, and inconspicuous you know and and, uh, subtle but you think about too, like as I was saying earlier about the the stigma. There's a societal pressure too. There's a taboo nature to it. And um, the question I wanted to ask you all is, what if the fact that it's practiced in secret could play into the enabling of such atrocities? You know, because it's not out in the light of day. There is no Jim Jones uh, meeting hall in the middle of downtown wherever. You know, um, it's it's performed on a secret ranch somewhere where. A lot of people are living in close proximity with each other in a community of sorts and everything. It's these people with similar ideals and everything, and they, you know, God, they might not want anyone to know, or sometimes they openly go recruiting. It varies, you know? I definitely believe that if it was more open and it was allowed to be mm-hmm. out everywhere, it would be, it wouldn't be better, mm-hmm. but there would be more, it would be helpful to pick out which ones are good and bad. Yeah, you can. De- you'd be able to pick out this one's good. This one can stay here. This one can be funded if it needs. Mm-hmm. Whereas when you find the bad ones, it's already too late usually. Mm-hmm. Like as you said, I forget his name, but he yeah Jim Jones yeah. Jim Jones he killed everyone. Everyone killed themselves. Yeah, just for him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so we can. That- Who's who's the person who decides the verdict um, for the whole of a society? Once again, I'm sorry. Um, for what is wrong and what is right, you know, we can't really make that decision altogether. And then when it's a it's a, sl- a slippery slope when it comes to recognizing certain things as uh, as religions and stuff. And there's a lot of people that say, you know, oh, Islam isn't a um, violent religion. Christianity isn't a violent religion. But then there's groups of people going back to the whole uh, certain cults have ruined it for other cults, you know, mm-hmm. who have acted very violently and very aggressively and rude um, or even killed people who just had different beliefs and everything, such as the extremists, um, that we consider morally wrong. But of course, there's people in the Middle East that may not. And there's Christians and different sects of the church and everything that uh, believe otherwise as well. You know, they may say, oh, well, it's our right to protest against uh, the LGBTQ marriage laws and everything like that because we disagree with it personally. It's our right because, you know, in the Bible or whatever, it says it's an abomination. And we view that as a, as an, as a reason enough to spit in these people's faces. And the uh, Islamic extremists believe that, you know, there is only one way. And all these people are sinful and, and wrong. And, uh, and it's our right to spread our word, spread our religion, and... Um, take care of anyone who opposes us or anyone who stands against us uh, in ideals and everything. I feel uh, like that's one thing that 
our country as a whole did right. Mm-hmm. We allowed everything. We we accepted it all. Obviously, not the extremists. But yeah. We accepted LGBTQ. We accepted all religions, because in the end, if you decide to be an extremist, it's gonna make everything worse. It's gonna mm-hmm. make the whole country worse. It's gonna make it's gonna make everything in all worse. I don't know in other ways to put it. Yeah, to specify it. I mean, that comes with any like large group of people. There's gonna be people who want to mess yeah. it up for everyone. Off- Always. As much as there, there might be 99 cults that um, that are peaceful, and and one that likes to parade through the streets and put people's heads on pikes, and that's part of their religion. You know, who knows? It, it's really because as long it's as a there's that one yeah. will always be afraid because humans never forget. Yeah. And it's back to the part like of perspective, like everyone like... has a perspective on it, and it's never gonna change like that. It's mm-hmm. always gonna be, is it good or bad? Is it right mm-hmm. or wrong? You can't choose. It's everyone's perspective. There's no, there's no guaranteed on whether it'll be right or wrong mm-hmm. until something happens. And that's the scariest part. Sorry about that. I had a phone call come up. Um. Yeah. Can someone text her and tell her not to call? Yeah. Right yeah. Now. Sorry. Uh. Yeah. I didn't turn off my ringtone for the recording and everything. Um. But yeah. I'm, honestly, we are. Uh, we're around the 20 minute mark. Does anyone else have anything specific to say? Um, also, going back to like different cultures not getting along with religions and cults, I feel like as a, as a people, we've basically groomed ourselves to always look for the bad in any situation. And I feel mm-hmm. like we just choose to discriminate against stuff that is not our own. Yeah, there's definitely a, a closed-mindedness to it all, and uh, I feel like everyone who's part of an organized religion wants to believe that their religion's the only way. Yeah. Going back to, like, uh, I, th- I feel like it would be a great deal more complicated to believe in more than one, right? Yeah. It seems way more complicated. Well, we have a friend that does. Charlie's a great example. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, she believes in multiple religions. It's also really? it's yes. also a part of Buddhism. Buddhism is more of a practice rather than a religion. Yeah, like a philosophy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What if there I mean think about like a But it also go has away, a figurehead. Go away from the uh, from the more uh, religious uh, aspect of cults and let's go into the philosophical aspects. Um, there's a video game I played that I love that had a, a organized cult uh, it was post-apocalyptic, and they were called the uh, followers of the apocalypse. And these people were really just... The world had ended already, and they viewed that as uh, something that happened because of ignorance of uh, the mass population. Um, so their goal was to consume as much knowledge as possible, to raid the libraries and everything, um, and perceive as much as they could so they could prepare as much as they could and, uh, and construct a society around it. So, I mean, in that, that in its own isn't inherently religious, it's not inherently bad, um, but it does still classify as a cult in the sense. Um, so, I mean, do y'all know of any more philosophically-based cults? Um, I know the media doesn't necessarily cover things that aren't, you know, either preposterous or, oh, wow, that's weird, you know, they believe in the flying spaghetti monster or whatever, like you said. Well, so, <laughs> I, I have, uh, so I watched a video fairly recently mm-hmm. um, of an interview with people who were ex-cultists. Mm-hmm. I think I watched that. Um, and it was... So I know one of them was just, like, in like, downtown Manhattan. Mm-hmm. Um, it was just, like, in one uh, one building. It was 
a weird like feminist nation on its own almost mm -hmm. um but it was every guy that got recruited was this like main woman's toy ah okay yeah like, <laughs> it was mainly about a like just pure pleasure yeah mm -hmm. it was about relaxation trying to be your best self without going anywhere mm -hmm. it was being a slave almost mm. to these women and to think about you know what mindset does someone have to be in to submit themselves to something like that because that seems demeaning at first but to these people that joined obviously unless they were deeply manipulated and told otherwise you know they got exactly what they were I mean, it, signed it, up for it gives you a purpose yeah mm -hmm. i mean people want to feel useful mm -hmm. and without feeling useful i mean and, and especially i mean men a lot of the time mm -hmm. like you're not useful unless you provide something yeah. and even in this cult for example you're still providing something yeah um even if it's just a little bit of pleasure so you know this <clears throat> there's a huge display of human psychology and the structure of cults and everything it's a it's a huge thing not just societally but it's down to the individual person. I, I bet if you asked every individual person in that cult why they joined, they'd have a different answer. Or, you know, their own reasons, or, you know, perhaps a shared past trauma or everything like that. Going back to preying on different people, you know, um, people with, let's say, without father figures, as an example. That's a, that's a very relatable one. Um, might be way more susceptible to a male figurehead who... Um, provides guidance for them and is uh and treats them as one of their own you know um and they might listen to their every beck and call simply for that reason simply because that hasn't been satisfied in their life because their psyche has a yearning for that and i, I, I find that very interesting um because you know humans are very interested with cults for i believe the reason we're interested in psychology because what's more interesting than the science of ourselves, than understanding ourselves? And well, people are, I mean, like, naturally, mm -hmm. humans are selfish. Like, yeah. that, that's how you're supposed to survive and thrive. You're supposed to have a community, but at the end of the day, you're what you worry about. Mm -hmm. um, and, then, I mean, for a lot of these cults, that's that's how they drag you in. They make you believe that you're going to get the, the best thing you can ever get out of this one situation. Mm -hmm. And then you're stuck and next thing you know you're drinking kool-aid <laughs> yeah who would have thought <laughs> but um there's a brotherhood aspect to it too let's say you've not had a lot of friends growing up maybe you didn't grow up with a sibling or whatever maybe you didn't play on a youth league football team or something like that and now you have this group of people who loves you cares about you has these organized events maybe goes bowling maybe is living just in plain sight living a normal life and then they have this more religious aspect on the side and everything it's a it's going back to that community aspect it's going yeah. back to feeling accepted and a part of something and a group of people and having that purpose um well the the first attempt at creating a utopian society mm -hmm. i mean that's uh, one that i just thought of where I mean, you, you, you had this idea for, you know, a, this this amazing society, this amazing community that nothing could ever go wrong in, mm -hmm. and it didn't last very long at all. Yeah. It collapsed very, very quickly because of the idea. Mm -hmm. All ideas sound good on paper until you put it into action. 
<laughs> yeah, communism. Communism, communism yeah. is a huge thing about. It. I've always said communism looks good on paper. You know, people are like, oh, well, communism's inherently bad. No, communism's not inherently bad. People can't work together. Yeah. You know, the the ideal of communism is being able to be a unified organism in a sense and work all for the betterment of each other. Um, but going back to what you said, uh, Thomas, uh, yeah, humans are inherently selfish, and it's not always going to work. Um, and in most cases, I think to date, communism has not worked for anyone. I mean, yeah, I, I definitely agree. Mm-hmm. Um, Would you consider someone like uh, during World War II, uh, like Stalin or Adolf Hitler and stuff, with the with the almost radicalism of their beliefs? Would I mean, you they, consider they, them a, a cult leader. They, in a they sense? certainly had a cult following. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, you think about even even like modern nations. I mean, you have these these nations that are led by I mean like dictators basically that have created just terrible communities and societies because of just sorry I've lost my train of thought Hmm. Um, cultist train yeah I've lost my cultist train (laughs) (laughs) I mean in the sense of talking about uh, dictators in World War II, would we also not transfer that over to cult leaders as a kind of a dictator? Yeah. Oh, I, mean, I mean, think about the, the origins of communism starting out in you know, this very tiny community that eventually then overtook you know, Russia and created the Soviet Union. Yeah. You could even consider that to be a cult. Yeah. And like the, the enforcement aspect too. Um, you can't can't really force people or, or make everyone agree and so a lot of these times a lot of times you see these cults um they may start out with good beginnings but then when it comes to the leader's ideals being executed oftentimes there's no extent to what they will do to achieve what they want to do in the first place and that might come to i mean I, i've seen stuff as like beatings and um solitary confinement and uh sexual abuse and stuff like that too and uh all kinds of stuff like that rampant in the cultist community because these are people at the end of the day who are preying on other people not all the time but a lot of the time um does anyone else have anything to say uh adding on to what you said about like sexual abuse Mm -hmm. and like kind of grooming in an aspect um there was one cult that i read about and watched a video about uh there was this guy that offered pamphlets mm-hmm. as a sort of uh, education of the cult, religion, whatever you want to call it. And these pamphlets would groom the kids of the cult and basically brainwash them into thinking that anything other than a cult is sin or sacrilege. Yeah. Well, I mean, then you have some cults, like uh, one that I had seen where it was, I mean, it was basically just a Mormon community, um, very small Mormon community, but it was still Mormon at its mm-hmm. base core. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, they still had their rules, they still had, like, you were married off at, I believe it was 14, mm-hmm. um, but uh, they also gave you an option where you could basically leave the cult, you would leave your family and everything, but you could go on to live the rest of your life however you wanted to. Um, Dude, I kind of view that as the uh, illusion of a choice. Basically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's like, 
You would have to not care about what you know to be natural. Yeah. That's how or, um, or choose what something. Another thing too. I mean, you've ne- if you've never left the cult and you're just now given the choice, why would you leave your family and all that you know for a world that you know nothing about simply for freedom when you don't know what it's going to be simply like? Simply out of curiosity. That's yeah. something like the uh, the video that I had watched. Um, the woman that was talking about it, she had left mm-hmm. um, because she had this big dream of going to college and being free and mm-hmm. wanting to do all these things. And while she did miss her family greatly, she still believes it is the one of the best decisions that she has ever made in her entire life. She's yeah. now a college professor as well. Oh yeah. yeah. Um, a big thing about like children and cults is uh, the impressionism or impressionist uh, nature of children. Um, and imagine, you know, you're, you're born into a cult, you know, you... They look to guidance. Yeah. I mean, I was... the only way they can get it. They're going to be groomed to be. Mm-hmm. I personally connect and, and believe uh, Christianity off a personal choice, but, you know, as a child and everything, being raised in church, um, you know, that's what I was surrounded around, so I had a, a kinship with it. You know, I had a natural affinity for it, and I... Um, understood it a lot better just simply because my parents had me in church. I mean, I, I was raised Catholic yeah, uh, for the majority, and then at a certain point it just all sort of stopped. Mm-hmm. And after doing more research and thinking about the different life decisions that would go along and the lifestyle of just being part of this religion, mm-hmm. I quickly realized this is not something that I want to do at all. Yeah. Um, I mean, and you can still consider that to be cult and then still leaving that still leaving that question of do you want to leave something where you have purpose for the unknown yeah um also talking about catholicism and basically every subset of christianity Mm -hmm. they all have their certain set of like rules to be in the church and catholicism one of them is uh you cannot be divorced yeah yeah and if you are divorced you have to leave the church yep I know that even in, like in my church, uh, there's a there's a hierarchy of sins in um, in the staff of the church. Um, there is a group called the deacons, of course. I'm sure you've heard of deacons. Yeah. Um, at my church, there was a, a open spot for the deacon, and uh, my stepfather had uh, he had been divorced, and as much as they wanted him to be part of the staff, he couldn't. Um, he couldn't be part of the deacons because he had been divorced. That so now that I think about it, that might have actually been one of the reasons why we left the church. Mm-hmm. My mother and father got divorced, um, and I mean, I, I guess the church probably wouldn't have supported that. My yeah. So the same reason. He my mom got divorced in Catholic church because her, my nana's, you guys met her. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Her and her husband actually split, and then. Unfortunately, he passed from cancer. We were still not allowed to go back to that church because she had a divorce. Yeah. Interesting. I mean, my, my grandmother is heavy, heavy Catholic. Mm-hmm. Um, but, I, like, one, one of the main reasons why she stayed, I guess, was because her first husband just died while she was fairly young and then remarried to my grandfather. Mm-hmm. Um The, the, the things you realize while on a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> um, does anyone have anything to say? Because we're at the 35-minute mark. Um, 
again, I don't want to make this too long, but of course I'm open to anything anyone has to say. Yeah, I, mean, I feel like we've discussed uh, a good, deal a things, good yeah. bit of information and have, have definitely, yeah, you know. But, you know, at, at the end of the day, I'd like to put this out as a disclaimer. You know, um, we're high school kids. We are not sociologists. We're not psychologists. And we don't study cults. Um, class. We have, <laughs> Thomas took a psychology class. And a sociology <laughs> class. Watch out. I know what I'm talking about. <laughs> <laughs> Professor Tom Tom. <laughs> but, uh, but, you know, we, we don't know everything we're talking about. And maybe we weren't politically correct with anything. So sorry if we stepped on any toes. But we tried to discuss everything in a... Uh, in a correct views. manner. Yeah, a politically neutral manner. As yeah. much as we could maintain in a group setting. So... <laughs> um, <laughs> Thank you for so much for listening, and uh, I appreciate your time. And have a great day.